Hello everyone, Frank and Darren back again, and this time we're doing our top villain deaths, or final moments. Now, we do know that sometimes these characters do come back. Well, at that time, and at that moment, they died. They weren't coming back. So we're going to talk about them. So let's do top villain deaths slash final moments. All right, Darren, uh, we did five of them. We listed five. Yeah. Who was your number five to start with? Number five for me is um, Emil Antonowski from Robocop. Oh. <laughs> He's a horrible piece of work, uh, and he gets a horrible yeah. death. Um, I, we've talked about this. I think we talked about this when we did our Robocop episode a long time ago. Um, but, yeah, he, he, um, he falls into some... Toxic waste, or he he, he drives into oh, a he toxic drives waste into container. <laughs> yeah, a, 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 a Rob Botine effect. Yeah, yeah, and he comes out completely melted, and the skin's dripping off him, and he's screaming and Silly shouting, and putty fingertips. <laughs> and to top it all off, someone drives through him. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> get off me, man. <laughs> So, so Emil Antonowski, I didn't know his surname until I just looked it up today, is my number five villain death. Okay. Uh, my number five is one that you say is one of your favorite deaths uh, from the series, and that's Myers's Firewalk in H2. Oh, good shout. Good uh, shout. That, I think, uh, it was, an, for all we knew that Michael was supernatural at that time. Mm. Or elements of the supernatural. You know, he's kept on getting shot. I mean, the guy had like 12 bullets in him at the time he got <laughs> shot. Well, now 14. Six, six, six. Yeah, 14. Ladies and gentlemen, 15, if you want to count the extra seventh one. Uh, but Plus, after, he'd fallen out of a window as well. Yeah, yeah. And he got fallen out of the window. And so, oh, but when you hear that music before he comes out, it's just eerie. And then you, you see that walk, which wasn't simple. And, and, and I remember you saying that it must have been bloody hot. <laughs> <laughs> I just have never seen anything as intense as that since. You know, as he's walking out of there, like you said, you can't see him. And then the music kicks in and he slowly emerges. You can barely see that there's a figure in, in, in amongst all that fire. He's it's not running so in, either. No, like a, it's like, just, Help me. No, he's yeah. not that. It's slowly walking. And you can see that there's a suit and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not as obvious as Cropsy's suit. Suspend belief here for a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's Like I say, it's not as obvious as Cropsy's suit in the burning at the start of the film. But it's still, you know, this is an intense stunt. And I, God only knows how long it took or how many takes or whether they just did it with the ones. I've no idea, but it... It's something that I've never... I don't think I've seen it beaten. I don't think I've seen that beaten at all. No. Uh, and plus, you know, uh, what I find funny is that my uh, father was watching this with me uh, a couple of years ago. And he said, how slow does he have to walk? And I said, Dad, he's, just, it's, he's the boogeyman. He walks slow. He goes, did I see him just check his watch? <laughs> so could you imagine Michael coming out in the fire and he's just going, okay. And then he just falls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're number four. Um, my number four is a, is a horrible man called Johnny Stillman 
um, in a movie that I've only seen maybe once or twice because it's just so horrible. I just refuse to watch it. Um, called I Spit on Your Grave. Now, we don't normally talk about this sort of stuff, yeah. but given what he's done in this film, he kind of had to go out in a, in a, in a bad way, and, and it's, it is a nasty old way. We all know the story of, of, of I Spit on Your Grave. We don't really need to go into that. But at the point where the woman, because um, the movie was called The Day of the Woman when it, in some territories, um, Jennifer Hills um, seduces Johnny in her own sort of way and gets him back to her house takes him into the uh, they have a bath together there's a bit of intimacy going on and she she grabs a knife which belongs to him and from under the bath mat sticks it under the water and uh, takes his crown jewels off <laughs> which is horrible because it's that flick under the water that she does with the knife and he's kind of like he he's he's in so much kind of ecstasy at that moment in time that he doesn't realize what's happened uh and he kind of looks down and it's just slowly starts pumping out as the blood and it's a horrible sequence and kind of infamous as well you know everybody knows about that moment um but yeah as i said a film that i don't watch too often i don't even own it um but it is i think one of the most vicious dispatching of a of a of a, a, a cinematic villain i just uh, crossed my legs when you uh were just talking about it as soon as you said the name <laughs> i was just like <laughs> yeah. it's horrible it really is awful oh. um but it's a horrible film a really nasty horrible yeah. film yeah. that's just i did watch the documentary which is actually interesting um that came out a few years ago which i think was uh, made by the director's son, and the whole backstory and everything is quite quite interesting. But the movie itself is just a sleazy piece of trash, isn't it? Snuff. That's all it is. Well, it's not quite that, but <laughs> <laughs> my number four is Chucky's death in the first one, uh, being burned, and then coming back, uh, and then being shot in the chest. Uh, he's being decapitated, uh, of course, by the baseball bat, and uh, that body comes back. But when he gets shot in the heart, you almost see his hand like grasp the air and pound it on the floor. And then the last thing Chucky says is, "Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play?" And his and his voice gets really high. Uh, I thought that was a good good ending for uh, for him. That ending is was better for him than any other ending we got in the later sequels i mean being chopped up being melted and then it was just like it was done it was, i was just done with the rest of them um you're number three my number three i have down is um jason Voorhees in in friday part four um because at that point in time he was to be killed um mm-hmm. it was the, called the final chapter and this was their way of of killing him off, and we've talked about it before. It's it's um, Corey Corey Feldman hits Jason in the face with a machete. He kind of falls to the floor and slowly slides down the blade, and then he's hacked in two, um, or we think he's hacked in two. That moment 
and and I have said this before, it 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 wasn't available to UK audiences. It, it was cut from the movie, so we never really saw that initial blow to um, to Jason's head and the, and the and the head sliding down the blade. So it's always a sequence that I've been quite fascinated with since it was re um, reinserted back into the movie over the last kind of twenty years. Um, and yeah, it's a, I think the Friday the Thirteenth Part Four is one of my favourite Friday films. And so that moment where they kill him in that movie, I think is one of the best sort of horror villain moments. Yeah, uh, definitely, because this also establishes Tommy Jarvis as his arch enemy. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. You could have your final girls, you know, you could have Amy Steele and and Chris, uh, all these uh, women that have survived. But it seemed like Tommy Jarvis was in the three movies and plus in the fan films later on that he was absolutely established as with that at that point as Jason's arch enemy and Jason always is going to remember who he is you're the little bastard who shaved his head made fun of me and gave me my own machete in my face i hate you um, who's your favorite tommy jarvis or ethel oh ethel <laughs> ethel but she doesn't survive, unfortunately. No. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know did anybody that ate that fucking stew. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your slap, you big dildo. Uh, for me, my number three is Uncle Frank being pulled apart by the hooks in uh, Hellraiser. Ah, good one. Because uh, when um, Kirsty says, I can give you the person who did this. You know, or no, uh, Pinhead says, I want the person who's done that. And they said, no, you can't have my dad. Uh, but then she realizes it's Uncle Frank when Uncle Frank in her father's body tries to either kill her or give her a big old sloppy kiss. You know, come to Uncle Frank or whatever right. he says to her. Hey, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a nasty sequence. Yeah. And uh, so she um, leads him up to where Pinhead and the other Cinnabites are. And they recognize who he is because they they recognize the flesh. And then they get the hooks into him. And then you see all the hooks come out, but you don't see what he looks like till the final end. And he's basically, his skin is being pulled. And he licks his lips and he says, Jesus wept. And he gets pulled <laughs> apart. An ultimately fun death for an absolute asshole of a child molester. Yeah, for me, Uncle Frank in uh, Hellraiser. Uh, you're number two. Um, Bruce in Jaws one of my favourite films of all time and, and you know he had to go out with a bang and and he did um, Roy Scheider throwing the oxygen tank in his mouth and then shooting it and blowing him up um, yeah. iconic moment um, and finite that was it the shark's gone yeah. it's dead no way of coming back from that yep. uh, unless you're another shark um, so <laughs> So, yeah, so um, always one of my favourite moments. One of those moments you can't take your eyes off the screen when it's about to happen. Um, and I even liked the, the, the killing of the shark in Jaws too as well. I thought that mm-hmm. was good. Just because it's got some really, really awesome moments uh, of photography in that final sequence there. Um, but, yeah, um, Bruce from Jaws, the original Jaws film, and his demise are my number two. Classic line to go with it, right? Yeah. Roy oh, saying, son of a bitch. Yep. And they cut <clears> off the, the bitch part as soon as the gun was firing, right? Yeah. So you can yeah. get away with it with the sensors. 
Uh, my number two is from an old, old movie. Probably one of the oldest vampire movies that we know of, and that's Nosferatu. And that's uh, him going to the, the window and killing himself, opening up. Um, it's absolutely a, a sad moment, too, because he's recognizing his own... I guess, he, I guess he wanted to die. Yeah, yeah. And he just basically opened the window and he vanishes. Yeah. Um, yeah. A good, and that turned 100 years old this year. Wow. That, that movie. Uh, and still one of the scariest vampires oh, on so screen. That image of him is just Max creepy, Shrek. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you ever see the, the remake with Klaus Kinski? No, no. Oh, he did one in the late 70s. Um, and he looked so similar to, to the original um, Max Shrek. Face um, the master. Yeah. Um, but um, they, yeah, they did it in color and it doesn't quite, it didn't quite work, you know, so. Uh, you know what's the, you know what's a good movie if you're going to companion that Nosferatu with is uh, Shadow of the Vampire. Mm-hmm. With John Malkovich and yes. uh, Wilhelm Dafoe, yeah, was, yeah. He, he should have won an Academy Award for playing Max. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's a great movie about filming that movie. Yeah, um, yeah it's good. It's yeah. Good. So your number one, my number one is, and this should be uh, Halloween, or it should be an Elm Street, or it should be, you know, so some other slasher, one of the big five or something. But it isn't. It's a. It is a slasher, and it's Cropsy. Um, from the burning um, because that ending was finite and there was no coming back from it at all you know they 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 stick an axe in his head pin him to the, to a to a beam and and uh, he's then set on fire um, and it's this this just he's just left to die like that you can Jesus. see that it stops and there's no coming back from it whatsoever he just burns away um, Cropsy wasn't one of these killers that kept coming back. He was kind of a little bit more grounded than any of the other sort of slashers that we know. Um, he took the he took the the, the, the torture and 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 it weakened him. Um, you know, he he whatever blow he he took, he he never came back from it. Um, and so yeah, so so Cropsy's uh, demise in the end of the burning is is probably my favorite villain death. You can feel that axe go into him, too. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> horrific. You're almost like, he's dead already. He's dead. Yeah. What more are you going to do? I know. Let's stick some dynamite in him. <laughs> it's that shot where the camera pulls away at the end as well, as, you know, it just kind of leaves him in the background and slowly, slowly pulls back as he's burning. Um, and you know, you can see there's nothing barely left of him at all. Um, yeah. You know it's over, and they never made another film. I think they thought about it, but it never came round. And um, I, I don't think that they would have been able to do it with that character if they did it. Um, so yeah, so Cropsy. You would think the Forestry Service, who's looking for forest fires, would see the smoke come you up. You thought the... so? <laughs> don't spoil it, Frank. For fuck's sake. <laughs> You just imagine they could have. He could have been alive if they came there, and they he just they put him out, and you see a finger move or something. <laughs> it's just me. Uh, my number one best villain final moment or death of all time comes from my favorite Halloween movie of all time, and that's Michael Myers getting uh, basically blown away by everybody in town. <laughs> or Halloween Four. In Halloween Four. Halloween uh, Four. You see. Uh, you see uh, Sheriff Meeker do what 
bracket could never have done or would haven't done or just didn't have the opportunity to do was take that big old riot shotgun and all of a sudden that one shot from that gun you can see the sparks and the fire come out from it and michael getting hit you can almost see that that it's made a hole in him it's you can see it sort of travel through him can't you? yeah because it's weird the light comes through him somewhere yeah and you can tell he's in pain because he's going, ooh, ah, ee, ee, ah, ooh. you know, he's doing, <laughs> he's doing all those. And you have this one guy with his little gun and he's shooting at him too. And Meeker's not like, you know, because as Luma says, you don't have a police force. <laughs> sorry, Sam, sorry. Uh, he, he had to, re- you had to rely on the town to back you up. Now, I thought Sheriff Meeker at the end would probably say, okay, I'm collecting all your guns. You probably don't even have licenses for these. Uh, But, yeah, that final moment where he's getting basically the firing squad and he falls. Now, as a kid seeing this for the first time, I'm like, damn, that's the most gunfire I've ever seen on one person. (laughs) Uh, And then it ends. You thought Michael was dead, and then you saw Jamie at the end, and you thought it was going to continue. For, but as Dave says, for all intents and purposes, Michael was dead. Mm-hmm. He was dead. So, yeah, that's my top moment is him. It may not be the most graphic or the more satisfying, the most revenge-filled, but I think it's the one of the most iconic deaths and certainly one of the best deaths out of the franchise of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you because at the time, like you said, we believed that was it. It was over with um, because they... they'd pulled this kind of um, pulled the rug from under us with with the Jamie twist ending yeah. so yeah I, I, a lot of the that's what I tried to look at was was deaths that were kind of finite and that nothing nobody could come back from um, and surely why. nobody could come back from that no and, then was, no and then remember that I don't know whether it was part of it uh, but that headstone you, you thought fell on top of him as well you thought that and there it all went wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had fun with this. I think next time we got to do yeah. worse villain deaths. Yeah, I think that would be fun as well. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see the worst villain deaths, let us know. But we want to know what are your top villain deaths or final moments. Because if they yeah. come back in a sequel. But what are their final moments? We would like to know. It's always a fun okay. discussion. It is, it is. And folks, if you um, are not yet a member of our um, Facebook group, then um, feel free to, to go over there and, and request to join. We'll let you in. Um, the link's in the description down below. Um, we have some exclusive content on there just for the Facebook members. We have a best and the worst of of a, a movie that we haven't released on YouTube yet. Uh, if you go on there, you'll see what it is. Uh, and also, um, we're going to be doing some more exclusives for Facebook as well. So if you want your hands on some more Slaughtered Lamb content, join the Facebook group. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with stroking a lamb now and then. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> stick to the roads. And the best of luck. <laughs> <laughs>